0: Don't let fretting about sleep keep you up at night. Calm, the app designed to help you ease stress, has myriad methods to help you get the best sleep of your life. Calm is offering a special limited-time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com/amr. Acorn TV is a subscription streaming service from AMC Networks that offers world-class mysteries, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from Britain and beyond, all commercial-free. To try the service out and get your first 30 days free, go to acorn.tv and use promo code AMR. Superfood, deal. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition that tastes great. To get 15% off any product, go to organifi.com slash AMR and use promo code AMR. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am joined today by the OG co-host, Dimity McDowell. Hello, Dimity.
1: Hello, SBS, the OG
0: Dimity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So yesterday we recorded answers. We're doing this a little differently. Um, we record that late. We're recording this early. And you alluded that you have some exciting race plans. Well, so we'll I- see. We'll see.
1: <laughs> I mean, yes. So you know me. I like a good challenging event about every yeah. 10 years or so, <laughs>
0: right? Yes, you do. Something new and different.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, like I'm thinking about this, like, you know, 1997 was a New York City Marathon, 2007 was Ooh. our Nike Women's Marathon, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I can't remember when I did Iron Man Coeur d'Alene. It was either 2013 or 2014. 20. 2013. Mm-hmm. 2013. So it's been a good, you know, it's not exactly a decade, but we're mm-hmm. looking at, you know, eight years, maybe nine, yes. depending upon what happens this fall. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to do, um, I'm going to try to go as fast as I can in an aqua bike competition, which mm. I know sounds a little bit like, okay, that's like fencing or you know, or squash <laughs> or one of those very odd <laughs> sports. But Honestly, um, it's the two sports that I, um, Mm -hmm. my body is most suited for, um, as far as like, and I've always wanted to be, um, a a good swimmer. I mean, I am a good swimmer, but I've always wanted to kind of see where I get to go, you know, push myself in swimming. Um, Mm -hmm. and the bike is something that I, I do well. And so I'm like, you know what, like I have, I have some goals. So, um. So, yeah, so I, well, so there's that. So I'm, I'm like, OK, I'm wrapping my head around the aqua bike and like thinking that it's not two thirds of nothing. But in fact, it's its own race. Right. I've yes, said that it is before. Whole, it is complete. It is complete. Um And um, so I'm going to try to go to the national championships in September. Which is wow um, at the end? Well, th- yeah, <laughs> I know. Isn't it exciting? But guess what? Anybody can enter the national championships. <laughs> so I'm not undercutting myself. I promise. I'm not being Midwestern, but truly, anybody can enter them. Um, it's uh, it's right outside of New York City at the end of September. No, um, oh, where? A course, uh, you know, I don't know exactly, and oh, I'm, I kind of live in the in the, you know, I've got to climb that hill when I get there. So I might not worry about it now. Um, I have not signed up for it yet um, because obviously I want to kind of give it some time, but I definitely want some guidance. I want um, some, I really, like, I'm not kidding when I say I want to go fast. I really want mm-hmm. to see what I can do. It's not, it's not just go to show up and have, you know, and, you know, and complete. I want to, like, push myself and in doing so, like, I feel like, I mean, there, this is going to be a lot of blog posts and a lot of um, talk about it. So that's another thing as I get to write about it. But, um, you know, to it, without going too deep, right, um, I had a lot of potential in rowing. You know, I won the world championships in 1993 for 23 and under. And then I quit um, mm-hmm. in the middle of the night, basically. <laughs> Did not make it. Or I mean, sorry, I made the it was 1995. I graduated in 94. Anyway, 95, like rowing. is an an unfinished chapter in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Running was a great place for me to be there, but it was always, um, you know, a really touch and go, like always walking a very thin line um, with injury and not. Mm -hmm. Ironman was awesome, but I just am not going to run another marathon. So it's Mm -hmm. time for me to embrace what I can, what I can do right now, and this body that I have, I'll be 50 um, in two years. And um, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so we'll see. I mean... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be. I want to do the longer distance, so I'm gonna do. I based, was gonna
0: ask the distance. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be the half. It's basically a half Ironman distance. So it's like a 1.2 mile swim and a 56 mile bike. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So we'll see. I mean, wow. and so yeah. Oh, so going back. So I want a coach. So um, coaches uh, Jen and Liz. Uh, I just had a call with them. Uh, mm. I was not going to. Um, Break the seal on this, so to speak, for a little while, so I could like get my training legs underneath me. But you know what? (laughs) Putting a goal out there is a good idea. So, um, (laughs) but hey, we needed content for the (laughs) (laughs) interview. I know. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so I have, uh, yeah, so I have some um, unfinished business. I have um, some goals. I have a good team. Um, In addition to Jen and Liz, I have all of you guys. And um, I'm just excited to, to train seriously and really see what I can do and, and try to embrace the idea that, like, I have this really strong, really fast body. And mm-hmm. instead of trying to just get by, like, finally, like, lean into it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 50, almost 50 years old. Like, if I don't do it now, <laughs> when the hell am I going to do it, you know? So
0: <laughs> that that is that- that is awesome and exciting. And I am so delighted that I will have a front row seat to the whole thing. You
1: will have a front row seat. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if it doesn't work out there, like the good news is that, you know, along the way I can maybe do some races around here. I'm imagining that open water swimming races are going to happen. You know, we there are some mm-hmm. up near Fort Collins, um, which is not that far away from me. Um, so I definitely feel like I can race this summer, even if I don't make it to New York in September, if that falls through mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I wanna you know, i I definitely feel like uh, i'm excited I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited for the for the guidance, for the potential, for the purpose and a little pep mm-hmm. in my step and and all that. so.
0: Mhm, mhm. I'm madly taking
1: notes right now by the way. <laughs> okay,
0: good. <laughs> I'll have you sign on this later. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. I know, I know. Well, I do feel a little bit like, I mean, I have I've I've like, you know, thrown it around a lot in my head, you know, I've thought about it a lot and I mean, I have done an aqua bike before. Um mm-hmm. and I liked it, but again, like I just have to and this is, you know, um really a good challenge for me mentally is to not not diminish the accomplishment just mm-hmm. because it doesn't have the run on the end right yes so, yes um
0: and you can be a shiny example for all all the women in our audience who you know maybe are sidelined from running temporarily or permanently whatever so yeah um yeah Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so I love that you have a race goal that you could share with us, because the topic for today is the slow return to running races. Our guest is Donna Stone, the new president of Running USA, which is a nonprofit organization promoting distance running and races in, you guessed it, the US. Um, And Donna's name might be familiar to you as she was the founder of Women's Running Magazine and the Women's Half Marathon series. She's a certified health coach and author, also the author of 10 books. Donna is a mother runner with two age kiddos. Her family lives in St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh, sounds nice right about now. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk to Donna about the return of running races after this break. Stay with us. When cold, wet weather keeps us inside, one of my favorite ways to mentally escape is to curl up and get lost in a show. Lately, it's been Agatha Raisin, a delightfully mischievous mystery series set in a charming village in the Cotswolds. Nothing feels more time, place, and weather transportive than watching brilliant TV from across the pond. I mean, come on, let's admit it. Shows from the UK just seem more clever by half than formulaic stateside fare. That's why I love Acorn TV. ACORN TV is a streaming service that's rooted in British television. ACORN's extensive catalog include exclusive, award-winning mysteries, dramas, comedies, documentaries, and more. Programs are from Britain, Ireland, Australia, and beyond, often set in those breathtaking landscapes and cities. Scotland is now officially on my must-visit-after-COVID list. My husband and I have been riveted by The Cry, a richly intense thriller series, starring Jenna Coleman, who you might know from the titular role on Victoria. My watch list continues to grow and grow as Acorn adds new content every Monday morning. And all this for far less than other streaming services, just $5.99 a month. But we've got a special offer for you Escape to Britain and beyond without leaving your seat. To try Acorn and get your first 30 days free, go to acorn.tv and use promo code AMR. That's A C O R N.tv. With promo code AMR to get your first 30 days free. Oh, you gotta love a good catch 22. You toss and turn for several nights in a row. So then as bedtime approaches, you start to fret about falling asleep. This anxiety in turn then makes it even tougher to get your Z's. It makes me bleary eyed just thinking about it. Let Calm break the cycle and help you get your much, much needed rest. Calm is the app designed to help you ease stress and get the best sleep of your life. Calm has a robust library of programs designed for healthy sleep, like guided meditations, soundscapes, and 100-plus sleep stories narrated by soothing voices from Kate Winslet, LeVar Burton, and the man of my dreams, almost literally, Idris Elba. You can filter by narrator or theme, including this month, stories celebrating black voices. More than 85 million people around the world use Calm to soothe their mind and get better sleep. You should, too. Like I said, Idris Elba has been lulling me to sleep recently with Kingdom of the Sky, an audio journey across the African country of Lesotho. His gentle British-accented voice lets me leave Portland and my work and family stress behind and trek the mountains he creates in my mind. For listeners of our show, Calm is offering a special limited-time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com/amr. That's 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library, and new content is added every week. Bring on more Idris, please, Calm. Get started today at calm.com slash AMR. That's C-A-L-M dot slash AMR. Calm slash AMR. During this time of year, I find it especially tough to get all the daily recommended servings of fruits and veggies. I mean, there's only so many oranges and kale a gal can eat. So I'm really glad I got introduced to Organifi, a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition that tastes great. Organifi blends, like my favorite Organifi Green Juice, are quick and complete. Their blends are gently dried superfood powder that's easy to use. Simply mix it with water for quality nutrition in less than 30 seconds. No shopping, chopping, juicing, or blending. Oh, and did I mention no mess to clean up? That's especially key these days. Simply put, Organifi powder is juice that's gently dried. Some of the green juice ingredients are spirulina, the nutrient-dense blue-green algae loaded with antioxidants, wheatgrass, mint, and turmeric. It contains less than 3 grams of sugar per serving. Organifi uses the highest quality plant-based ingredients that taste delicious mixed with just water. The superfoods in Organifi Green Juice were chosen for their unique ability to reset your body, balance your hormones, and rejuvenate your body. I drink it before my morning run, and I don't think it's a coincidence that I've felt more energetic on my workout and at my desk for the rest of the day. To get 15% off any product, go to Organifi.com slash AMR and use code AMR. That's 15% off any product at O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot slash AMR with promo code AMR. It's key you spell it correctly, so Organifi knows that we sent you. So again, it's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash A-M-R with promo code A-M-R. Thanks for joining us, Donna. And I also want to point out that um, you are both in kind of workspaces that have air going on. So if people suddenly hear um, what sounds like a little bit of a jet engine in the background, that's what it is. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us about yourself as a runner, how you got into it, and Have to ask, is the half marathon your favorite distance? Oh,
2: that's so funny. You're going to laugh at this. I'm not sure this is the typical answer on this question, but, um, you know, I started off as a swimmer and I swam from six years old all the way um, in college at um, University of California, Berkeley. Um, And running for me was punishment from the coach only. The only time I ran was when we, as a team, somebody got in trouble and we were, had to go to the track and run laps around the track something that we did wrong in the pool. <laughs> so it wasn't for several years later that, I mean, and, you know, running is my absolute favorite um, sport to do now, but it's so funny <laughs> to think back that uh, it started off in my early days as punishment.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I please uh, tell me the coach would at least let you put on shoes and maybe shorts and a sports bra or something, or do, you didn't have to, to well, run in the track? We, your-
2: we <laughs> usually ran in our swimsuits, but with, we <gasps> were able to put our running shoes on yeah it's it, I, have, I have a whole other show on the, the story of uh you know growing up with swim coaches so um yeah actually horror yeah. stories so I've had some great coaches and I've had some not so great coaches that yeah. I always worry about my kids now but um but yeah. no in general I mean I loved it I loved swimming um when I was younger I mean I swam anywhere from six to eight hours a day so it was not wow. uh, it wasn't just a hobby it was I woke mm-hmm. up at three forty-five in the morning my carpool showed up at 4 a.m we drove an hour to um where my swim practice was um, in California and was able to miss the first uh, class, which was PE in both junior (laughs) high and high school and then did it all over again right after school and showed up, ate dinner by myself, watched uh, Brady Bunch, I'm aging myself now, um, did homework and went to bed and did it all over again. So when (gasps) I finally got to college and we only swam five hours a day, two in the morning and three at night, I didn't know what to do with all my extra time.
0: (laughs) That is amazing. And also, my gosh, of course, my heart goes out to the poor parent who had to drive that hour at 4am. Yeah, well, fortunately,
2: uh, one of my swimming companions had a much older brother. And so he drove us uh, in the morning at 345. So I still remember that. Oh, my God! Oh my gosh. What, his, I parents his, <laughs> his parents must have paid him. Parents must have paid him a fortune. Well, he, oh, he oh to OK, there. good. He had to be there. Oh, too, good. So, All right. He was, okay, OK. He was several, <laughs> several years older than us with his car, of course. So we thought he was very cool. But yeah, 345 <laughs> in the morning. I would not let my kids behind a wheel. So. No doubt.
0: No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness.
2: <laughs> but uh, to answer your other question, though, I was going to say half marathon yes. is my favorite by far, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, half marathon. Yes. So I've, I've done every distance, of course, um, including, you know, the, of course, the marathon and also uh, Ironman Hawaii. But the half marathon and half Ironman are definitely my two favorite uh, events.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. Nice. good.
1: good, <laughs> So tell us a little bit about the Moms Running Group that you were part of there in um, St. Pete, Donna
2: oh my goodness so some of my favorite people in the whole world um i've been very fortunate that um, i have a group of moms here that and our kids are in all different schools um so it wasn't even because of school or anything but just really passionate runners and i would honestly say i like to think of myself as a very passionate runner but this group (laughs) i feel like i'm kind of a slacker in this group um they are all absolutely amazing um we try to meet at least you know five to six days um a week in the mornings and um we run typically six uh, miles and they're running much longer on the weekends now i'm i'm not um but they're doing you know anywhere from 10 to 12 and they're all training for boston and well hopefully uh they of course couldn't do it this last year but but they're amazing and it's so fun to just have especially during these times that we've had to have a group of women um, we have continued to run together through it all in 2020. Um, and it just, I think it saved me honestly, mentally to have mm-hmm. this, uh, group of women. There's, uh, I think there's now seven of us in the, in the group.
0: Mm.
1: Nice. Wow. Well, That's wow. awesome. That's awesome. Well, and you have quite a professional background as well as an athletic <laughs> background. So tell us um, a little bit about that and how you arrived, um, as head of running USA. Yeah, so
2: my background is kind of strange. I always think it's so funny when people ask me because it started off very corporate. You know, I, um, I worked on Wall Street as a financial analyst for Morgan Stanley, uh, went back to grad school and then uh, super corporate again and worked for uh, Deloitte Consulting for four years on very large consumer packaged goods uh, products and um, consulting products and then i really wanted to get out of the consulting world and my husband was also a consultant so we were like we would meet only on the weekends because he would fly out to his consulting gig i would fly out to my consulting gig we'd come back (laughs) friday night you know we would do laundry and dry cleaning and we'd be back on a plane um either sunday night or monday morning and after about four years of that i said to him you know i really want to do something different and um i really would love to do something in kind of the sports arena um And I looked and it was so difficult because having been on Wall Street and having been a consultant for a big company, all the companies I wanted to work for said the same thing to me. You know, we can pay you half of what you make, you know, consulting if you um, come on board. And at the time, both my husband and I had huge amounts of student loans. So Mm -hmm. although maybe a different point in my life, I could have said, that's fine. I want to do what I love. We were in no uh, we were not in a situation where I could take a 50 percent pay cut. And then mm-hmm. I finally ended up doing an interview to head up um, the marketing division for a company called PR Bar. I don't know if you guys remember it or not. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. It was part of Twin Labs, a much larger company in New York, and they had just bought the company. And I went in, and they said the same thing to me: we, you know, we cannot pay you what you make at Deloitte. Um, you know, and I, so I said, sorry, I can't do it. And about two weeks later, the um, president. Of Twin Labs called me up and said, "Hey, come meet me for dinner." And I'm like, "Listen, I, I I can't I can't take a 50% pay cut. I wish I could." And he said, "Just meet me for dinner." And went and had dinner and he said, listen, Donna, we want you to run the company. We don't want you to be head of marketing. We want you to run the company, be our our president of, uh, you know, the San Diego based business. And so I ended up, you know, quitting my consulting job and going over to PR bar and, and running that company. But I will tell you, it was the most nervous I have ever been. You know, when you mm. are consulting, you're with a group of, you know, anywhere from five to 20 other people. You're doing a project together. I was 29 years old and I had, I did not know the first thing about running a company. Wow. <laughs> all of a sudden I have all these employees. I have an office building. I have, I mean, <laughs> a, a shipping facility, you know, a call center. And I just remember going to work that first day going, what did I get myself into? I have no <laughs> idea what I'm going to do. But from, from there on, I, I just fell in love with the endurance sports um, arena Um and I ended up working for active.com as well um, after mm-hmm. that stint at PR bar. And then my husband decided we he wanted to move to Florida, where we are now in St. Petersburg. And I went right back to a very, very corporate um, job, chief marketing officer for a, a very large um, company, about a $700 million publicly traded company. And I did that for about two years and was in the same predicament again, where one day I went home and I went into my home office and my husband's like, what are you doing in there? You know, I usually I come home from work and we chit chat a little bit about the day. And um, I said, I'll be out in a minute. And I came out about an hour later and I threw down on the table next to him a business plan. I said, honey, I think I'm going to quit my job and start a women's sports magazine. Mm. (laughs) And he said, what? (laughs) And so that's kind of where I, uh, you know, I started a women's running magazine And from there on, I've always just been in the endurance sports market. Um, I sold that company along with a a running series in 2012. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, did have been consulting and doing other things. And when this opportunity came about um, that Running USA was looking for a new CEO, I had several people call me up and just tell me about the opportunity. And Mm -hmm. honestly, it just seemed like it was meant to be. It was such perfect Mm -hmm. timing for me. I have had thought for years about launching a nonprofit Um, and when this came up, I mean, I can't think of a better fit for me at this Mm -hmm. time to do something Mm -hmm. I love so much. And of course I'm extremely familiar with running USA. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I can't, I have not been this excited in, in so long, probably not since I launched my magazine, um, back in 2004. So I'm very excited.
0: That's awesome. That's great to feel that renewed passion for what you're doing professionally. That's awesome. So, so AMR and you share numerous things in common um especially launching a virtual race series during the pandemic us with our love the run you're with and you and your sister with the virtual women's half marathon so what role do you think virtual races are serving during these unusual times
2: yeah you know i i love seeing all these virtual races pop up when michelle and i started um our virtual series it was probably talked about it in april um of last Mm. year and then you know decided to launch it in june and i think For me, I look at it as um, really as a mom and a runner, like I needed an outlet, right? And Mm -hmm. racing used to be that outlet, right? Being able to, whether they're local events or you fly and travel to an event. And with um, the pandemic, we've all been kind of stuck and not able to participate. And I think the virtual races have given us kind of that community back. And they've also Mm -hmm. allowed us to set goals and, you know, have a reason to train and, and get motivated. So um, I think it has been so important for all us runners out there to have something you know virtual or live. I mean, to be able to mm-hmm. have a virtual event has been so important mentally.
1: agreed, mm-hmm. agreed. having that goal and something to train for, even if it doesn't yes. look like what <laughs> what it, you know what a regular race looks like. Well, and so I'm curious, what do you think the future um or the future virtual races will look like once we return to in-person events? like do you think we'll still ha- have them? do you think well, like, like I think there's going to be your crystal ball. Yeah, Well, I
2: don't know how good my crystal ball (laughs) is, but I'll tell you my my thoughts here. I think that some virtual events, the ones that are doing it really well, will stick around. But I think most people are going to want to get back as soon as they can once they feel safe to live events. And I think we are going to start seeing the hybrid event. Um, So these live events that have um you know been around for a really long time that are really successful that could not put on an event and a live event and went virtual i think you're going to see some of those continuing to have a virtual aspect um Mm. to their event and i think you know it's interesting that you know you can have a even a very large event small event or a very large event you could have 20,000 people coming to a live event and all of a sudden you've opened the doors to people all over the country that maybe couldn't fly in even when there was no pandemic right and now you've Mm kind of given these other people such a new audience an opportunity to participate in your event so i think you're going to see some um events do it really well this hybrid um kind of you know Mm -hmm. still have your live event but also have a a virtual aspect to it and i and i hope that some of the virtual events that popped up um Mm -hmm. i hope to see some of those um survive as well and i think they will
0: Yeah. We, we hear interesting comments from women who are in our virtual race series and we meet a lot of women, um, in the before times at, at events and uh, they'd oftentimes admit to us that they were introverts. And so I remember one comment in particular, this woman saying, I'm an introvert. I just love virtual races so much better than (laughs) real races. I'm like, well, right on. You be you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, so, okay. So you've been with running USA for just about two months. So I want you to give us the straight talk about races. I mean, they had to pivot and be creative. Um, You know, do you think there's going to be fewer races because there were some that couldn't stay in business? Or do you think there's just going to be more races in response to the pent up demand that people have?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I, unfortunately, I think we're going to have a few races that aren't coming back, right? Smaller events, Mm -hmm. um, maybe some small nonprofit local events that just couldn't keep going. Um, Mm -hmm. I do, however, hope that some of those events as things get back to normal, Um, Mm -hmm. As we're saying, can pop back up. They might not be around right now and they might not be around, you know, for a year or or so, Um, Mm -hmm. but I'm hopeful that they will pop back up. I think Mm -hmm. we're going to see a little bit of a um, kind of a a tiny running boom, right? When we finally Mm -hmm. feel like we're safe and that we can go back to live racing, I think people are chomping at the bit. And at least for mm-hmm. for I can say this personally, and I can say this for my running group. I mean, it's one of the topics of conversation on you all know. our runs. You know, what are we going to do when when running comes back? You know, where are we mm-hmm. going first? Where are we meeting? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about everything from, you know, doing traveling to, you know, races to doing retreats, you know, going on some running mm-hmm. retreats that are out there. I see that you guys have some as well, you know, so yeah, So I think there's a lot of people that are just waiting to make sure they feel comfortable. And Mm -hmm. so I am very hopeful that come the fall, we will start slowly getting back to business. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agreed, agreed. Um, It is hard, though, because like we saw, you know, spring 2021 races, like when the pandemic first started, like we're coming up on a year (laughs) of this pandemic, right? I don't have to tell anybody that, listeners, you, Donna, Uh you, Sarah. Um, But, you know, it was hard to know that like the big surmarathon marathon announced eons ago that they wouldn't hold their annual event in april of 2021 right um it kind of feel felt like a doomsday prophecy but here we are in february people are starting to get vaccinated um yet so many race organizers have canceled or postponed their events like boston flying pig pittsburgh eugene um, has it surprised you that so many spring races aren't happening
2: I mean, I would say it's not surprising me right now, but like you, you know, when the everything just happened and Big Sur kind of announced that I was surprised back then, you know, thinking mm-hmm. that, yeah. why are they canceling so far out? Isn't everything going to mm-hmm. be like normal again by then? Um, mm-hmm. And I think now looking at it, you know, even if you would have asked me just even two months ago, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, I'm hopeful for fall is what I'm looking at. You know, I mean, I think mm-hmm. there'll be some smaller events and there already has been some smaller events that are, you know, taking uh, you know, precautions and um, doing a lot of things that are allowing them to hold a small, safe event. And I think, you know, by doing that, they're giving me at least hope that, OK, as we go further, as more and more people get vaccinated, um, you know, as there are less cases, that, uh, you know, we can slowly get back to normal. But normal is not going to look normal as it was in
0: 2019. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sure. yeah, we're going to get to your prognostications on that <laughs> one. Um, but, you know, that, the, you know, internally with, um, you know, we have training programs and and like I said, we have the virtual race series. So, you know, we kind of debate what's really going on out there and what people are looking for. And it seems like in some regions of the country, um, particularly where you are there in Florida, it seems the mantra is the race must go on. You know, in the South, it seems like there's a fair number of in-person events You know, do you think those are mostly smaller events or just... Um, You know, a different level of comfort with being around a lot of other people. I mean, here in, you know, lockdown, Oregon, just, (laughs) you know, I can't even imagine standing close to people. Um, So what do you think? Yeah, I mean,
2: it's so different, right? I I am here in Florida and it's 80 degrees out. You know, I have flip-flops on today coming to my office. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's outside, outdoors, um, you know, sitting outdoors and eating. And I know we are very different than most of the nation right now. Mm -hmm. um with that but i you know mostly what i'm seeing is much smaller events happening where you know, they're, you know, doing 250 people, they're doing 500 people, they're staggering the start, you know, something that would have, you would have shot off the start gun and everybody would have gone. And instead they're taking four hours, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. start the race, you know, from the first person to the last person that goes in and out the shoot. Um, So I think we're seeing some of that happening in in different locations. I mean, like you said, in Oregon, California, I mean, there are places where, of course, we're not seeing that. Um, Mm -hmm. The thing I like about starting to see some of the smaller events happen is we are getting to see some of the best practices, right? Even though they're mm-hmm. small events, like how are they doing it? You know, are they is are, is everybody wearing a mask, you know, at the starting line until the gun goes mm-hmm. off and you're running? Are you standing mm-hmm. six feet apart in the shoot? And how is that manageable? You know, are people there's no finish line party that we're so used to, right? And mm-hmm. and are people finishing their race and going straight to their cars? Like how is all this happening? And then how will that relate to you know maybe come six months from now you know mm-hmm. not a 250 person race but how is somebody putting on a 5,000 person race or a 20,000 mm-hmm. person race like how is that going to happen um mm-hmm. so yeah so we're seeing a few but I, I mean I not that many that I know of or have heard of like there are a handful but the majority of the races that I know of are have moved out their date if they were you know planning or become virtual if they were mm-hmm. planning to be in the, you know the spring
1: yeah. And we've seen some trail races too. I feel like that's a like, yes. an easier sell as well, because those are smaller just by nature. And then, I mean, every race is outside, right? But it just feels yeah. like you have a little bit more space maybe.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've seen, I have seen more of those, of course, the trail running and things like that. And I, I mean, personally, I would feel somewhat safe going on a small, you know, trail race. Like I would feel like I could have my space um, mm-hmm. and be able to do it. So, so yeah, we are seeing some of that
1: as well. Nice. Well, and they don't have the, trail races don't have the expectation of a crowd too, which I realize, you know, you know I, mean, I know people understand that you probably wouldn't have much of a crowd in a pandemic, but you're, it's often, you know, you are often off by yourself for a long time, you know, and you see people at the start and the finish. It's not, yep. you know, you're not looking for somebody at mile seven in the middle of. The oak patch, right? <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> um, <Very> so. True. <laughs> well, so Donna, let's talk a little bit about the big races: Chicago, Twin Cities, New York, Philly, Boston. Which I mean is temporarily rescheduled right now for Monday, October 11th. Maybe I shouldn't say temporarily, but tentatively is probably a better word. Tentatively rescheduled for Monday, October 11th. Um, do you think, like, what's your take on them? Are they going to happen? These are such big mass participation events.
2: I mean, okay, so this is gonna be me personally. Just my personal opinion Uh is that I am super hopeful that they will happen, but I am not sure they're gonna look the same, right? Like I've already Mm -hmm. um, talked to several race directors of large events that have talked about, you know, their events, you know, cutting the field in half, um, Mm -hmm. you know, doing start staggered starts over a very long period of time, um, taking away a few of the events and just keeping certain distances and not, you know, some of these large series have, you know, a 5K, a 10K, a kids run, a half marathon, a full marathon, you know, Mm double, whatever, like, and so, um, so what I'm hearing is that there is great hope out there for fall racing but it may not look the same as what fall racing looked like, you know, uh, Mm pre-pandemic.
1: I mean, what would it even, I mean, and just, uh, this is just, you know, spitballing here, (laughs) I'm not calling it, you know, and this is not, this is not, you know, uh, we won't call, this is not on the record, but I'm just curious, like, what would Chicago look like? Like, would you have 10,000 people and would you do it on a Saturday and a Sunday? Or, I mean, have you heard of anything like, creative stuff like that. And you don't have to name names or anything, but I'm just curious, like, how do you hold a race like that?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, this is interesting just because, um, you know, we have uh, on our, um, like, I've been talking to Mike Nishi a little bit and he's been doing some like webinars for running USA and talking about best practices. And so I'm not sure all of that has been decided yet, but I Mm -hmm. will tell you that um, there is a lot going on behind the scenes right now to to figure out what is the safest way to mm. run an event, right? And mm-hmm. so I don't have the crystal ball, and I don't have the this far out. I don't think anybody can, not even the race directors of those events. I think they sure. can hope for what they're going to do, but I don't know yeah. that they would even be able to be on here and, and secretively say, "Here's what we're doing," because sure. we don't know <laughs> we don't know where we'll be. You know, I think again, maybe three months from now we'll have a, a better understanding. Um, But (laughs) the thing that I love seeing, and and again, I would not have ever seen this had I not become, you know, CEO of Running USA, is that there's a lot of sharing right now of information, sharing of ideas, sharing of best practices um, amongst the race directors of of all size events. So um, trying to figure out what is the best way to put on, you know, a a safe event. And so I love seeing that kind of um, sharing of ideas. And, and again, I think it's, I mean, I wish I could say, and I wish I had a crystal ball and I wish I knew, um, but I, I don't, you know what I mean? And I Mm -hmm. I don't know what Mm -hmm. it's going to look like. I just know that it's probably going to look a little different for at least 2021.
1: Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, what a stressful job they must have. I mean, not only just getting through the last year, but now having to be like, okay, yeah, let's forecast forward because all these anxious runners right, want to get out there, like understandably, but they don't want to jeopardize anybody's health. They don't want to. I mean, and just we know because we've talked about it a lot, um, even on the podcast, just the logistics of putting on a race in normal times. You know, if you're going Mm -hmm. through four different counties and getting the different places. Police and getting all the aid stations involved. I mean, it is it is a jigs It's a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> and Covid's made yes. it, you know, ten thousand pieces, right? Like, it oh, is so just- true. Yeah, yeah.
2: So, and I think just good- also the uncertainty, also, like, you know, I think people, um, I think the average runner, like, because I would say this was me, you know, before I ever put on a race, um, just mm-hmm. assumed that the race director was calling all the shots, right? But mm-hmm. you once. And then once you become a race director like I did with my running series, you realize, oh, wait a minute, you know, there's mm-hmm. the city and the state, you have to get permissions and permits and, you know, you oh, can't mm-hmm. just run your event if you want to run the event. But there are a lot of other, police, you know, there are a lot of other things that um, are driving the decision of can I put up my race on or, or can I not.
0: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and so much collaboration as Dimity was alluding to and, and with people that, you know, in the past it was police, it would be, you know, county, um, you know permitting boards, things like that. And now suddenly it's like, oh, now we need to loop in the health director yes. of the county. Yes. And, you know, oh, and that mask manufacturer, we didn't have to have masks <laughs> into our costs before. And, yeah. and just also all the things that having to make decisions so far in advance, you know, so that I think about all those poor races that ordered all their medals for a, yeah. a May 2020 race or a June 2020. And now maybe it's a May 2021. It's like, oh okay what are we supposed to do with <laughs> <Hold Yeah. laughs> all that
1: break out the white out break out the white out we're, we're, we're a forgiving crowd us, us oh. we'll take a 2020 medal
2: and I think we'll be more forgiving now than ever before I mean I would hope yes. that way you know I mean it's you know every I think everybody understands the hardship the industry has gone through and whatever they can do you know to help us get back um so yeah I think we're a little more forgiving and it's interesting too though you know there's like you said, there's so many new things we have to think about, but even like on the course, you know, do you still have somebody handing you a cup of water mm-hmm. or a bottle or, you know, or do you have, you know, sanitation or, uh, you know, stations? and. Um, yeah. you know, hand sanitizer everywhere, like how all these things that maybe were not on that checklist of, okay, we put mm-hmm. together a great race by doing these 300 things. Now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole bunch of new things that we need to add to that list and also figure out the best way to incorporate them. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I'm so glad there's, um, you know, there's so much knowledge in the industry and people that have been around for so long doing it that it, mm-hmm. it again, it's just been, it's been great to kind of see the, the communication between everybody and, um, I have no doubt that when we we get there, we'll be getting there together.
0: Yeah, that's sure. nice. That's nice. Yeah, and I, I like that you um see the best in humanity and think that people will be more understanding and more forgiving to race directors. I just worry sometimes that people will get back and they're so they have so much enthusiasm that it translates <laughs> into kind of anxiety and snippiness. So, um, but what suggestions would you give for our listeners to help? support race directors or race organizations, you know, to perhaps kickstart the resumption of races or just kind of to keep them afloat so that they can, so that there's people to organize races in person when, when they can resume, you know? Yeah.
2: I mean, I think if your favorite event has uh, gone virtual um, you know I, I'd say the best thing that you can do to help is participate in that event um, mm-hmm. and I know it might not be you might be very sad that you don't have a live event to go to and you may decide not to participate because it's not live but really mm-hmm. the virtual events right now are what is keeping um, some of these events at least afloat so that they can keep some people on staff and keep paying yeah. some of their staff and I think that's yeah. the thing we forget about right we're also sad that we can't go you know to this live event and participate and Some people may just be like, eh, I'm not going to do the virtual, I'll just wait. Um, Mm -hmm. But by doing a virtual event, you really are helping the industry and you're helping, you know, these events keep some of their staff, you know what I mean, on on the payroll. And so that when live events come back, you know, these individuals still have jobs throughout until that time. So, yeah, I would just say, you know, the virtual racing can be really fun i mean we've had some women that you know one's in new york and one's in california and they're running together you know what i mean and it's Mm -hmm. been so fun to kind of see that happening um in the the virtual world and so um so yeah so i just i love that and i think the community has been i'm sure you guys see this with your event as well but i almost feel like people um are almost more inspirational and willing to like give high fives and cheer everybody (laughs) on um, because we're all in this together and we all know how difficult it's been. And so I just, I love our, like our Facebook community has been just so positive. Um, Uh, And I think for me, that was kind of a surprise. Like I I knew it would be good, but I just had no idea it would be so over the top, like positive and supportive, you know?
0: Yeah. I also think being um, all, that you, yours is a women's half marathon. Ours is women as well. And mm-hmm. just, you know, we listen to the news, you know, that women and living our lives, we know that women are bearing the brunt of the pandemic yep. dues so and pressure. And, you know, so I think, um, bonding and, and banding together is always a good thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, being connected. Hey, I have one question before we let Donna go, Sarah. I'm just curious, um, you know, back in these, like, you know, backstage uh, conversations you're having. I, I need you to spill some secrets here, Donna, is what I'm really <laughs> going here. But no, I'm just kidding. But what do expos look like? Again, like, I keep flashing, like, to the Twin Cities. We love the Twin Cities Marathon. We love it, you know. But, you know, that's in the cold part of fall there, right? So, like, is it outside? Is I mean, have what's kind of the chatter going on without, you know, I'm just curious.
2: Yeah. So I wish I I don't even have any secrets to spill. You know, I mean, I've been here less than two months in my new role. And I think if I spilled secrets, I probably wouldn't have a role anymore.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Of course, I'm I'm kidding. But I'm just curious, like any brainstorms, if you've heard of anything, just because that's the Expo is such a big part of a race, especially the bigger races, right? Like we love going and picking up the bib and going to the booths and chatting with people and feeling the excitement yeah. of the race, you know? Yes, and I
2: have been to so many race expos, um, and I, I actually love the expos. So I, I'm with you here. I get it. You know, I've heard of some of the smaller events, of course, taking their expos outside. Um, mm-hmm. But again, you can't do that everywhere, and it also depends on the, the time of year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think it's really going to just depend on how, at that time, you know, how we are in terms of feeling with, you know, the population being vaccinated, all of that. But it's it's funny that you ask about the expos. So just this is so off topic in a way, but it relates back to it. But you know, I told my son he is 11. If he got straight A's, we would get him a phone, right? And of course, he got straight A's, Um, and so we are now trying to figure out we got to go get him a phone. And I can't get into the Apple Store, not even an appointment to get into the Apple. <laughs> and we're in Florida um, to get in because everything is like you you kind of wait, you know what I mean, outside, yeah, the door yeah. and you go in and. Um, and I, I thought about that when I was trying to get him an appointment the other day for to get his new phone, that, you know, I, will expos look like that? Will it oh, be that yeah. you have a time? I don't know. So this is just as me. I have not heard any you of just this, I will on, tell yeah. you. But mm-hmm. I was just thinking yeah. because of my Apple Store, I'm <laughs> um, trying to get in there. Yeah. I'm like, I'm wondering if you know, will there be, will you have a slot? You know what I mean to mm-hmm. to yeah. go to the yeah. expo and and pick your um and your stuff up and and or how will that happen or um or is there another? I've heard some smaller races, you know, instead of having their expo really just started partnering with um, the different running stores all in their Mm -hmm. area, Mm -hmm. even if they weren't Mm -hmm. partnering with them before, or they were only partnering with one instead partnering with all of them and saying, Hey, can you take this many, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Based on zip code, and people come to the store and, and pick up. So I've heard all these creative and unique ways, but again, those were all from smaller events, not from, mm-hmm. you know, 20, 30,000 um, person sure. events that you're going to see all those people at the expo. So I'm not even sure, I'm not sure what will happen. I'm not sure what we'll be allowed to do either yeah. by that, yeah. by that well, time. So
1: it, the appointments remind me of um, Sarah and you probably know this too, Donna living in Florida and probably have been to a Disney race, but remember when like, and they probably still do this or they did do this but like new balance was the the main shoe sponsor and they made a special yes. mini mouse shoe and you had to make an appointment to get your pair, right, and this is like this was this was like they were way ahead of the curve there. Oh my goodness! Um, so and it, yeah, the, the stories we heard about that, like people buying the wrong size just because they were sold out of their size. I was like, really? You bought it a half size too small? Oh, I love this story. I have not heard this story. I um, that. Yeah. no, I didn't buy them too small, but you know, people uh. people get a little bit. They get a go a little crazy for the Disney merch. Yeah, a little, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, FOMO uh, driving
1: yeah, them to do
0: exactly. crazy things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we know that you're training for virtual women's half marathon in april but do you have any in-person race plans for 2021
2: well so our um the the virtual women's half marathon is both in april and then in october october 16th 17th so i will most likely do both of those Um, Mm -hmm. but i have a feeling in my new role i will be uh traveling uh-huh. Quite a bit once hopefully, if these fall races come back, I am hopeful that I will be on the ground there and be able to decide maybe I can do a couple of the events as well. I don't mm. know yet where that'll be, but um, it'll be it for me, it will just be fun not only to be able to see kind of the inner workings of how we're putting on a you know, these large events are putting on their their fall uh, event series. But maybe I'll also get a, a few races I can actually do.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Use your clout and be like, Do you uh, know who I am? Oh no, no. I, I
2: will I will pay for my uh, <laughs> my race entry. Um, and then I I'm not anymore. I you know, I, I don't do the marathon distance anymore. And so that I'm like hopeful that, oh no, what happens now that I'm in this role? Are they gonna expect me to go and do all the <laughs> The marathons, will they be upset if I decide, hey, I'm only doing the half or the, you have a 10K, I'm doing that, no. we'll see, I don't know. Or maybe I can put a team together and we can do a relay or something.
1: There you hey, go. Do- Donna, I adore you, and I think you, you have a lot of good energy, but we have a rule around AMR, you can't say only the half right? Oh, saying, I'm running the so half, right? right? I, okay. And
2: y- yes, I am running the half. I should not have said that because, honestly, I think that is such a great accomplishment. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. just
1: giving you a hard time. I'm
2: Thank you. you a hard no, time. I, but I should <laughs> never say that. You are so right. <laughs> no. I'm going to be thinking about that all day, by the way. Now. <laughs> oh, no. it's, it's a four-letter word
1: around these parts only. I'm oh, only doing that. a 5K, only doing a 10K. Yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's what Dimity misses most about the Expos. You're not just doing the half marathon
2: (laughs) i get to
1: i get to brain brainwash people do
2: i get to ask you guys a question can i ask one question oh my goodness look at that all right so i saw um that you have done some like retreats and so Mm -hmm. i was wondering like what are your like future plans because like I said, my running group, we have been actively thinking, okay, when everything comes back, we are, we are doing a running retreat of some kind and I thought it looked so much fun. And I was wondering if you, are you hopeful that you'll be back to that at any time
0: soon? Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll field that question since I'm the, you know, the retreat captain. Um, (laughs) So, so we had to, so my goodness. So um, I'll give a little bit of a background. our, Retreat in Hilt on Hilton Head Island, so not too too far from where you are, was like we went out with a bang into the pandemic. We, I got back from that on March third, and I mean, we look back on those pictures, you know, and we had a a women's uh, race on the beach, and you know, karaoke and dancing, and just like, oh my gosh, we were so close to each other. How did we do that? And so, so we really went out with a, a hurrah and. Then we were supposed to have a retreat in Portland last October that got postponed to this year. It is the last weekend in October. So we are optimistic that when we have reopened, well, we had registration open, but now we're starting to promote it. And I mean, I think we're going to, it's going to be the roaring twenties. We're going to (laughs) be, No, drinking champagne out of shoes, I think. And, and then we have so if we have, you
1: and your girlfriends are coming, looking to run, Donna. You might. Not. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, no, no.
0: And, uh, and then, and then we have Hilton Head 2022, um, and that's at uh, the end of February again with a race on the beach. And so, yeah, I mean, they're you know 40 to 60 women, 70 women events, and. I mean, they are so much fun. I mean, it's just, you can go with girlfriends like you're thinking of. You can go by yourself. You immediately make friends. It's, you know, it's learning, it's laughing, it's running together, great meals, everything. And I mean, we have, we started them in 2015 in Little Rock, Arkansas. We like to, um, Choose kind of a little bit, um, slightly offbeat places and, um, or out of the way, I should say. Um, and there, so that was 2015 April, and there are still women from that retreat who, during normal times, meet up every year at a race somewhere around the country. I mean, those friendships are just forged in steel at at our uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna have to
2: figure out when everything comes back here how I make it to one of your retreats. Yeah, well, I mean, the pictures looked amazing, it looked like so much fun.
0: Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could, you all could drive to Hilton Head, right? I that mean, pretty much. Yes, we could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get it. Somebody, somebody's got a minivan. I bet. Just so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I already have it in my little notebook here. February, 2022. I just made myself
0: a note. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Talk about it tomorrow morning on that six mile run with you your gal it. pals. Oh, awesome. Great. Awesome. Well, so much fun talking with you, Donna. Thanks thank so much you. for joining us. Oh, Thanks so, a lot for-
2: so wonderful talking with both of you. Thank you so much.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Running USA is very lucky to have her. She has got great ideas, great energy. I'm excited to see what what rolls out over the next year or so.
0: Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So, well, Dim, we are coming to the end of February, which means the final days of our month-long promotion to have people subscribe to our family, our triumvirate. Of podcasts. <laughs> you just wanted to say triumvirate, Sarah. I did. I did. Um, we've never called it our triumvirate of books, Dimity. I think we'll have to start working that into conversation. Um, so, uh, yeah. So please show us some love and hit the subscribe button because that's what this contest is or this giveaway is all about. That each week we're choosing someone to win a $50 gift card in the Mother Runner store. And how you enter is you show us that you are subscribed to the another mother runner podcast which you can do on any podcast app you have you just press the subscribe button then take a screenshot of that and post that on your Instagram story and tag at the Mother Runner. That's us on Instagram at the Mother Runner. Do that by February 28th. You only need to enter once during the month to be eligible to win all month. um Last week's winner was Kelly preddy who was actually at that debut 2015 retreat in Little Rock. We well, love yes, she was, but can I fact check that? We met
1: her. um She was on my Ragnar Relay team before that. Yes. Oh, so four? I shared a bed with Kelly Brady and Little Rock. She and I, because <laughs> she she is from around there, and so um, yeah that yeah that sounded a little that's a little bit weird but um yes so the so she came to our little rock retreat but she was um originally uh she was she's og ragnar is how she came into the fold
0: yeah 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 and she's pocket size so i mean you know sharing a bed with her that you know she can just take up a little tiny corner of it so oh yeah um... yeah she's great (laughs) Um, so awesome so all right so um please subscribe to the amr podcast post on your instagram uh, grid or story a screenshot of that and tag at the mother runner do that by february 28th to be entered to win oh all right that was a lot of details that's a lot
1: of words um, sarah yep you only have to post is- once during the month to be entered in each random drawing um if you need some help learning how to subscribe head over to our instagram story for instructions
0: yep 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 so our podcast today was produced in portland oregon by alex ward from sounds like pictures many happy miles and hopefully a finish line down the road